Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Bezaz Hashem, Bayez Panimi, Shear number six for the women. We're going to talk today about a subject that Bezaz Hashem will also be talked about in a similar vein on the men's side, not always aligning, meaning the topics that we talk, number six here and number six there, will be very different, but ultimately there'll be many topics that are important on both sides, and this is one of them. And... Um, it's brought down in the Gemara about Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda was one of the greatest Amoyroim of his generation. He may have been the greatest. Uh, the Rush brings down that Rav Chizda was greater than Rabbah. And the Rav Yah brings down that Rav Chizda was the Gadol Hadar. And knowing that he was the Gadol Hadar, however you want to call God Adar, Rav Chaim Kenyatsky, the Chazaynish, in our generations, or whatever you want to say, Rav Chizda was the God Adar. And what happened was like this, Rav Huna told his son Rabba, why don't you learn by Rav Chizda? His shiurim are unbelievable, clear, why don't you go to his shiurim? Rabba told Rav Huna, why should I go to him? Whenever I try to go to him, he always involves me in these mundane matters. For example, he told me that when I relieve myself in the bathroom, I shouldn't hurry down and sit in a forceful manner. That will cause hemorrhoids. I shouldn't push too hard. And because the intestines has these teeth, and if you force it, it could be disconnected. It's dangerous. And so he's teaching me about these mundane bathroom stuff. So, you know, why should I go to his shiurim? And Rav Huna told, Rav Huna, uh, told, told his son Rabbah, He's involving in matters that make people's lives healthy. And you call that mundane matters? You Certainly you should learn by them. Now it's interesting that Rav Huna was the Rebbe of Rav Chizda. And Rav Huna himself was very, very great. And nevertheless he said you need to learn by Rav Chizda these things. Now it's fascinating that Rav Chizda, we talked about this, we had a shear on a country called Kedusha Sisral that there discussed Rav Chizda's advice to his daughters on sexual matters. If you look at Kedusha Sisrol, Shir number 4 discusses that. But here he discussed about very seemingly mundane matters. But the lesson from this Gemara is to apply practical down-to-earth wisdom of life to get things right. And what Rav Chizda is talking here is something of a very sensitive nature. And it's just as important as all the great shiurim of Tyre that he did say. People find it repulsive. How could I talk about things like this? Bathroom things, hygiene, and so on. And Rav Chizda, the God Ladar, found it necessary to discuss these issues and to be very explicit in his, the way he discussed these issues. It's practical wisdom, taking a sensitive and delicate issues and bringing it out openly to the public. And that is the key. With that in mind, you see also, for example, he told in Gemar Shabbos, Daf Kuf Mem Amid Beis, Rechizda told his daughters as follows. We're not going to go into the sexual things that he gave his daughters advice on when they're with their husbands, but, but the other things that he said. He said, be modest in front of your husbands. Don't eat bread in front of your husbands because sometimes you'll eat a lot and it'll be revolting to him when he sees that. That's how Rashi explains that. Or do not eat vegetables in the evening 
And Rashi says, why not? Because it causes bad breath. Okay, these days, you know, you can brush your teeth. You have mouthwash or whatever. Do not eat dates in the evening. Do not drink beer in the evening because that causes gas, Rashi says. Do not defecate, meaning go to the bathroom, number two, when your husband does it or where your husband does it, even if he's not currently there because when he goes there, he'll recognize that and he'll see your waist and that will be revolting to him when he remembers this. Rashi. That's Rashi. Now, this Gemara, obviously women don't always learn Gemara, but even when men learn this Gemara, they're very startled by this. This is not the normal topics of Gemara here. You know, this is not something that give, people give shiurim on. These are very sensitive issues. We avoid discussing it. And we pretend, basically, we, they don't exist. And to be honest, in the yeshiva system, it works that way, too. You have gemaras where are are very, very uh, talked about. And then there are gemaras that zip through it. Some of it, maybe it's agadata, you know, drashik, hashkafik. It's beneath us. Or things like this. It's uncomfortable. But the fact is, people are people. Human beings are human beings. We're physical creatures. And we have, as human beings, less appealing aspects to our physical nature. And we need guidance in how to handle that. We need guidance. It's brought down in the Gemara Chagiga, for example. You shouldn't spit. In those days where it's naturally, you shouldn't spit in front of your friend. Your friend will get disgusted or repulsed by it. You shouldn't kill a bug in front of your friend. He'll get nauseous from it. The Gemara talks about these things. It's very, very important. And Rav Chizda made it an emphasis, a point, to discuss specific marital guidance that he gave his daughters to prevent their husbands from having a sense of revulsion or a sense of disgust and to always be pleasing in the eyes of the husband. Now I'm going to say it again like I said in the beginning. On the husband's side, on the other side of the mechitza, not in number six, but later on, we will give shiurim to the, the husband too. He has a chiv to also keep his hygiene clean, to make himself clean, and to take showers, and to dress presentable, which is something I need to do tshuva on, as one hush of a member in this group will probably um, second on that. That that's, that's a fact. I need improvement on that. So on the women's, on the men's side, it's also extremely important that he makes himself presentable and appealing to his wife and also do things everything we discuss here on this side will be discussed by Hashem on the men's side too so you need to know that but we're talking now to you and therefore we're discussing that now and this is what Rav Chizah told his daughters to maintain a sense of beauty and charm in the eyes of your husband this fosters a very positive feeling from your husband from a husband to his wife, it, it becomes an emotional springboard for the husband to be enamored, enchanted by his wife, that she's mysterious, that 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 and, and he'll feel that love and esteem for for his wife. And a lot of it is when she pulls away and hides, or at least does it very in a modest way, those physical needs and those things to avoid those situations where something may become not pleasant and to do everything you can to avoid that. So that's a very, very important thing. There's a certain refinement. That doesn't mean 
you have to be formal. We're not talking about the English upper class where you have to say, you know, be very formal. We talked about it in the other shiurim. There's an importance not to be so formal. That there should be a certain freedom of expression to each other. You're not in a palace. I know the husband's supposed to be the king and the wife's supposed to be a queen, but we're not talking about that, um, you know, regal, uh, always silverware and, and, you know, talking always in a very formal way. No, there has to be a warmth, a, a, a connection, being human. So there's definitely an aspect where it's okay and even good to, 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 to act yourself and act normal, like a normal human being, exp- you know, with expressing, like we talked about being vulnerable to each other in the previous year. That, that is a wonderful thing. You're supposed to be vulnerable and being open and being human and not being ashamed of expressing yourself. But there's certain things, though, where it is important to, to have a certain sense of refinement, no matter how much you're used to each other. You know, excuse me, I have to use the facilities, but always just say, excuse me. You know, you're discreet about those things. Um, you know, and you know, to clean the toilet afterwards, to have a clean, pleasant smelling deodorant or dispenser after the bathroom. So when you come in, the, the, it smells pleasant afterwards. You do whatever you can to do that. Those are not unimportant things. People have this in, you know, hotels, you know, in these hotels, fancy hotels, where you have these bathrooms where they smell unbelievably great. They do that on purpose to hide all the unpleasant odors there. But the truth is, in a, in a normal Jewish home, that's the way it should be, too. Do everything you can, that the bathroom is a pleasant place, so that when one has to go there and then the other one comes in, they don't feel, like, disgusted or repressed by it. Same thing when you have to pass wind, and you can't hold it in, you excuse yourself, and you go elsewhere to do it, wait for the odor to pass, and so on and so forth. All these things. Just like the covered you have by the base of Knesset, these halachas like that too, in shul when you're davening. Garlic, eating garlic and onions, you like it. Um, it goes the other way around too. Like I said many times, the husband, especially he comes home from Kiddush, Shabbos afternoon, whatever, and they had herring. Herring is a very powerful smell, and it can be very repulsive. And he needs to learn, you know, whatever it is. He had his herring and whatever it is. He, you know, he makes sure he's, his beard is clean. You know, it doesn't smell from herring. He goes upstairs, he does what he needs to do to clean himself, wash his mouth out afterwards. Garlic, onion, these you know, these other things that could cause the breath to be unpleasant. Picking the nose, blowing the nose in, in, a, in a respectful way. All these things that seem silly to people, that seem menial, that seem like, what are we even talking about? What This is ridiculous. It is the last thing from being ridiculous. It is extremely, extremely important. And it's, it's amazing. Rav Chizda, and the, the Gemara wasn't embarrassed by it. The Rav Chizda, the Godladar, talking about these things in public. The Godladar. So that's a very, very important thing to know. Husband and wife live together. They're closer than anyone else, closer than the closest roommates. It's okay to be, I said, casual familiarity is healthy for a relationship. You need to let down your guard to have a healthy relationship. You need to be loose with one another in many, many ways, comfortable with each other. That is healthy. But there's a point, there is a line where you need to say, hey, this is the personal space where if there's a violation of it, 
it'll lose the respect for one another, not because of any fault of their own, but very simply because their physical bodies that have to burp, that have to pass gas, that have to go to the bathroom, all normal things, that smell after three days of not taking a shower, uh, the underarm smell, this is all normal stuff, we all have it. Therefore, we need to draw a line. And for a woman, she needs to understand this, and it affects the way her husband feels about her, unless there is a deliberate, conscious, concerted effort towards making this idea of being pleasing physically in the eyes of your husband as avodas hakodesh, as holy, holy work. That's what it is. On the other side of the mechitza for the husbands as well, it's a kodesh holy work work to try to make yourself as present, pleasantly presentable as possible. We can't let ourselves go and act like totally, you know, uh, you know, let loose. Not the men, not the women. We need to have that dignity. That dignity, and if you accidentally ate something that's unpleasant, go right away, mouthwash, whatever you need to do, you do. Even regarding men, Ravigda Miller used to say that one needs to be like a salesman and how he projects himself to his wife. He, and it's not phony. This is not phony. It's real shebariel. Don't say, oh, well, like, who are you kidding? No. This is part of the etiquette of what you're supposed to do that is genuine. And you should always project a positive image and not say things that are negative or use vulgar language or act in a coarse manner. Brushing teeth. Very important to brush teeth. And again, you have your own brush, toothbrushes. You clean it up beforehand. Don't leave blood in the sink. Uh, if, the, if the husband, we always say, don't. If you have a beard, don't leave the the, the long pieces of beard on the, in the sink. Clean it up. So when your wife comes in, she shouldn't get nauseous from the. You know, it happens. By the way, once in a while, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, and you need to know to take it with a certain dignity too. Husband come in, we'll see some soiled clothing of his wife. You know, or or a pad uh, with the, with the blood on it or whatever it is. You know, he should needs to take it in stride. That we tell him on the other side of mechitza. You know. And on the wife's side also, she sees sometimes things in, in the bathroom or in the dirty laundry, whatever it is. That's part of life, that's fine. But whatever you could do to minimize that, not to spit in front of each other, not to burp and grab it in front of each other, pass gas in front of each other, and to groom yourself in a normal way, hair removal, nail cutting, on, on, on the men's side also nail cutting, and 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 whatever whatever else the men, women do to groom themselves to look presentable to get rid of unhealth uh, you know uh, extra hair and things like that these are all avodas hakodesh holy holy work a wise this is part of the ashes chayel may not be described in the pasuk and mishlei directly you look deeply into the mefarshim into the pesukim you probably can find it somewhere beremes of how that's part of what an ashes chayel truly is when she creates an image in herself to be dignified all the time. Dirty laundry, out of sight, keep it in the, in, the, in the hamper, and so on and so forth. Bad body odor, take care of it by bathing regularly, using deodorant regularly, and when exhausted at the end of the day, you know, you take a shower. Some people need two showers a day, so be it. So then take two showers a day. People have shilas, and again, I'm not going to get into the halachic shilas of what do you do uh, on a long Shabbos day, 
what heterium there are with cold water, whatever it is. I'm not getting into halachic aspects of it. Yontiv is more kuladik. Some people are very machmer. Rav Tovi Goldstein was very makel on Yontiv in many ways. That's halachic shilas that you ask your personal rav how you want to do it, or if you're allowed to do it, and what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, especially showers on Yontiv, on the two-day Yontivs, on the three-day Yontivs, uh, especially on Shavuos, uh, generally, where it's very, very hot, and if you have a three-day Yontiv Shavuos, it, it can be very uncomfortable, and there are heterim, you ask your Rav, that's a separate issue, but in general, the concept being is that you bathe, then you wear your fresh clothing, you don't wear the same old clothing, you wash your clothing regularly, um, any, uns- un- uh, you know, change towels often, things like that. Poor table manners, also loud chewing. You, have, you, could, you could practice this. To chew loud, to spit, to speak while you have mouth uh, f- f- food in your mouth, um, you know, leaving bones and pits and, and stuff on as you're, you know, eating. You write, discreetly take it, throw it in the garbage when you have the bones, and then start with a new plate. All these type of sensitive things is avoides hakodesh, is holy, holy work. It promotes shalom between a husband and a wife. And this is the sad part, you know. We they do this all in the dating period, where you know, on the men's side, on to a certain level, and the woman's side, a certain level, how to have chain in their. In the, by a date, or in their chassan's eyes, or in their kala's eyes, and then after marriage, it goes down the hill. And it should be the opposite. Not the opposite, necessarily, because you're supposed to have derech heretz when you're going on dates, and when you're chassan a kala, of course. But especially in marriage, and the longer you're married, the more important it is. And it doesn't make a difference till now, however you behave till now, or however it was. From the present moment onward, it's die to take this as a serious commitment, to listen to Rav Chizda's words, and to be better with all these aspects that we just talked about. Now, I, on the other side of the Mechitza, when I talk to the men, and explain to them, especially with women in the beginning of their pre- pregnancy, where, they, you know, sometimes they get very nauseous, and they vomit, and, 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 and or so in Khalila, either one of them has a flu, or whatever it is, you don't always look your best. Or if you're ill, Khalila, or you need bed rest for by a woman in the early stages of pregnancy, or by a man if he catches something, you know, a bad virus. So you deal with it with sensitivity. It'll happen. It'll happen sometimes where you're not, and you have no choice, you're an anus, and it's not your fault. There's nothing you could do about it. Uh, what are you going to do if you, uh, someone, uh, either the wife in the early stages of pregnancy or the husband got a bad virus, and they wake up and they're very nauseous, they run to the bathroom, they throw up in the hallway. And he has to clean it up. She may help clean it up. That's normal stuff. That's okay. We're talking. These are exceptions to the rules. And when it happens, you treat it with dignity. You realize you 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 treat each other with dignity, and that's perfectly fine. But I'm just saying, in general, in general, the there has to be a certain amount of doing your best to maintain your beauty, to maintain your dignity, to be attractive in each other's eyes. It's brought down, by the way, in the Gemara. That when the mun went came down from the, you know, shamayim, yordu imay kosmekita upsamim, down together with the mun, cosmetics and perfume came down. Besamim, it came down at the same exact time, with the mun. Which means this is a beferish gemara. Okay, we have a muna. That's what happened. What, what, what's Hashem doing over here? You know. 
Man, you need Kulei Kaidish. It goes into the Ivarim. It's a Ruchni Yisikha What's this uh, cosmetic stuff and perfume? You see how important it was, how it was emphasized, even in the Dara Midbar, how the women should dress beautifully, use cosmetics and some to attract their husbands and to look div- dignified and to look beautiful. So you see that Chazal placed very much importance on this subject. So, like I said before, Bezaz Hashem, sheer similar to this, will be given to the men at some point in the, on that side of the Mechitza, because it's equally important to them as it's important to you, but it is important. It is very, very important. Rav Chizda talked about it. This is not a sheer that necessarily uh, will be a sheer that people would announce, you know, like 8 o'clock come, uh, free admission, $10, $10 admission, $20 admission, and publicized on Torah anytime or whatever it is, no matter who gives it. It's not a, uh, a, a popular topic per se. And it's easy to make fun of. It's me easy to disparage. It's easy to knock. But the truth is, is this year is extremely, extremely important for both the men to maintain their dignity physically and the women to maintain theirs and to be attractive to each other and to enhance their shalom bias. That's very, very important. And that doesn't mean Khalila, like I said before. When it's an oinus, it's an oinus. If Khalila, there's an illness where one is really nauseous all the time, we're not feeling well, and they have no choice. What it, you know, to be not to be to, to be compassionate. We're not talking about Khalila being not compassionate when it's you know when you can't do anything about it. But when you can, you can. And when you can, you should. And that's what Rav Chizda was telling his daughters. And that's what's very, very important. And again, we didn't talk about it here, and we're not going to talk about it here. We're going to mention it very briefly here. Talk about it eventually in, in other shiurim, but when it comes to the physical, intimate aspects of life also, there's an importance for the both of them, husband and wife, although for the wife there's more to do than for the husband to make themselves appealing, physically attractive, so on and so forth. That is not mentioned here, but is definitely part and parcel of what we're talking about. But the main Nakuda here is, though, on the daily day-to-life stuff, to realize that this topic of what Rechizda talked about, that Rav Hunas, that Rabba was surprised about, what's he talking about this stuff for, is Avodas HaKadosh. It is holy, holy work. It's not something to make light of. It's what Kavit Abrius is all about. It's not that we're embarrassed of our bodies. We accept that we're physical, that we eat, that we need to go to the bathroom, that we physically procreate, that there's a sexual desire. All these things are normal things not to be ashamed of at all. When we use Tzinius to create a dignified way of doing it, it's not because we're saying we're bad or we're coarse. It's the opposite. We're a body. We have human needs, and it's okay, and it's normal. Hashem gave us that. It's a bracha. But Hashem wants us to handle it in a very dignified way for our own self-respect. So it's healthy for people to do it even as single people or people that are already, you know, uh, advanced age. makes no difference. Whether marriage is part of it or marriage is not part of it makes no difference. That inner self-respect of taking care of your body in a healthy, normal way and cover our breeze in a normal way, but in marriage it's extremely, extremely crucial. And may Hashem help that with 
both husband and wife putting effort in this. It may sound small, it may sound silly, but this truly, truly enhances to a great degree Shalom Bayis in a wonderful way. And that spreads out to all aspects and areas of, of married life. Hatzlochem bracha.